What is up guys and welcome back to Born to Create. So Born to Create is a simple concept. If who or which you want to be doesn't exist, you go out there and create the life that you want. Today's guest is Matthew Hackburst. And Matt's a great friend of mine. Matt is an eight-figure consultant. So he shows business owners how to scale their business to eight figures. And he's done some amazing things in business. So stay tuned and check out Matt at his interview. All right, Matt. Welcome to Born to Create, sir. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I'm excited to be here. So this is our second interview. Uh, the first one we did was online, and it was it was great. But now we're in person. Now we're out of this post COVID. Post COVID, kind of. Post COVID, kind of. Um, <laughs> post pandemic, kind of. So yeah. it's great to have you in the studio with us today. Yes. Um, so I want to talk to you about uh, being an eight figure consultant because eight figures is is a, is a mighty feat that most people don't reach. Yeah. yeah, they don't. So let's get into it. So tell me a little bit about your background and, and how you you came up to be a freaking consultant. Where you started, where you are now. So this is man, talk to me. Um, so started um, just kind of finding my way into um, partnerships, smaller businesses, things like that, brick and mortar online, um, and then uh, really dove into the online space back in about 2017. Uh, a friend of ours had introduced me to um, e-commerce in the what is now the modern way of doing it. Um, launched an e-commerce brand, grew that to um, six figures a month within uh, 90 days. Um, and then really got hooked on like the online marketing uh, perspective of things, how to, to utilize online mar marketing and digital marketing for just all kinds of businesses, not just the traditional yeah. e-com, but yeah. how do brick and mortar businesses use it? How do, you know, anybody, consultants use it? How do, you know, whatever. Um, and so I started just getting around other people, uh, networking with people, getting into, I ended up at an event with uh, ClickFunnels, started talking to one of the partners, let them know what I was doing. So they actually brought me on to work on um, some of the more vague traffic sources. Um, Twitter, Reddit, um, Snapchat was actually big at the time. Not to say, <laughs> not to say it's not now, but um, I'd been doing some good stuff with Snapchat on e-commerce. So, um, and then just kept building my relationship there. Became the director of online advertising there, so I managed their basically their entire on advertising budget uh, for digital advertising. And then again, just kept networking, and eventually. Um, now I'm kind of transitioning into this position where I'm just consulting for right. larger businesses, for right. businesses doing, you know, uh, seven, eight, nine figures. Uh, ClickFunnels itself is over a hundred million mark, so however many figures that is. Right. Um, so yeah, it, that's that's kind of the, it was really just bootstrapping from using my yeah. Starbucks money to start up my e own e-com store to just kind of getting really passionate about it and figuring out how do I can use it to help other people, yeah, um, just went from there. Yeah, so let's talk about that. <clears throat> um, right now, you're a fifth consultant, and for people watching, that's that's a, that's a huge feat, right? It's like, how can I get there? But you didn't start there, right? Nope. You talked about using your your Starbucks money to invest in your e-com store. Yeah. So tell me more about that and and how you did that. Um, so I just uh, I took the same. It was really just about being teachable. Um, I had found someone who literally just laid out the game plan of how to build a successful e-commerce store. And I just did the work that they laid out. I just was teachable and I just did it with what I could afford. Right. Um, and that's the biggest thing I could tell you is like find someone who's done what you're trying to do and just soak up everything that they'll give you. But do the steps. I think that's what the biggest thing that people don't do is they'll read and, and listen to podcasts and consume and consume, but they won't actually go out and, and do the steps it takes. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I that some people need to do that I've heard people, um, it's their like path to success is, if you grab a book, only read one chapter at a time and don't go on to the next one mm -hmm. until you execute the first chapter. I like that. Um, that forces you to actually execute. And that's the biggest thing that separates the people who wish they could be eight-figure and people who actually are eight-figure is that execution piece. Right, right. So get a book, read one chapter, execute, and then move on. Yeah. Right? Okay. That was actually how, so it was a video course. I watched the whole thing, but then I realized like, okay, I need to go back. Yeah. So I watched the whole thing just to make sure I understood where I was going. 
And then I went back to the beginning and he laid out what to do. I paused it. Mm -hmm. I went and did it. And then once it was done, I went back. He laid out what to do the next step. I went and did it. Mm -hmm. And literally step by step, I just followed everything he told me. Right. And surprise, surprise, I got the same results he was getting. Right. Actually, right. it came to the point where um, our friend and I, Jonathan and I, went to one of his events. And we actually ended up helping him teach the other people right. at the event because yeah. we had followed his uh, model exactly. Yeah. And so um, it was just amazing that we were able to, we, we basically had already out earned yeah. everyone at that event yeah. and didn't even realize it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so following the paths of successful people before you, yeah. that's, that's what gets you, gets you eight figures. Yep. Right. So um, I, I'm still intrigued about this Starbucks money. Right. And, <laughs> and I know I keep going back to it, but I am. I mean, so, Starbucks is kind of expensive. Right. So, so using so, Starbucks money is like right. 25 bucks a day, basically. Right. <laughs> so, but it's where you start because yeah. people spend money on Starbucks. People spend money on, on shoes, eating out. Because yep. I mean, because I can go eat out every day. It's like 25 bucks, 30 bucks, you know, just eating out. Yep. So you prioritized and took that money and invested it into your e-com store. Yeah. Right? It was it was like <clears> five, <throat> 10 bucks a day. I said, you know what? Instead of going to Starbucks this morning, I'm yeah. just gonna go get coffee out of my kitchen. And that's the ironic thing, is like, yeah. I have coffee at yeah. home. <laughs> right, we all do. Yeah, but still I was going to Starbucks because yeah. they just make bad coffee better than I do. Yeah. Uh, so it was like, um, so I was like, you know what, instead of spending five, 10, $15 on Starbucks, you know, one thing of Starbucks is gonna be five bucks. I go there right. twice a day, that's right. 10 bucks right there. Right. I literally started my ads at $5 wow. a day. Wow. And as soon as I started uh, getting money in, I took that money and dumped it back into the business. I didn't, none of it, for the first three months, none of that money came back to me. Right. It was, I took the money, I dumped it back in the business, and that's how I was able to scale. It became a giant snowball situation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it started with five yeah. bucks a day. Yeah, yeah. and I, th I think the key is, is that you reinvested those funds because yep. most people take it out and go buy Starbucks mm -hmm. you know, or go buy whatever, but you invested it. So yeah. that's that's the key is like when you have some success, you take the money and reinvest it so it can it can grow fast. Yeah. So you went three months. Yeah. Right? Three months without doing it. Um and then and, and like, three months was in my first month we I did about twenty thousand. Second month was about forty five thousand in revenue. And so taking that $65,000 and dumping it back in allowed me to do right. 108,000 in right. that third month. Right. So it, it's whatever your goal is, if you wanna have a seven figure business or an eight figure business, the longer you can go without taking a paycheck and just taking that yeah. money and dumping it back in until you get to that milestone you're looking yeah. for, the faster it's gonna happen. So the people say, I can't start a business because I don't have money. That's, right. You took five bucks. <laughs> a day, yeah, twenty five bucks a day, and put it. It's like who is not many people that, that don't have twenty five bucks to spend. Yeah. There, there's some, but not many. Yeah. So the excuse is I don't have money to start a business. Talking about that. Um. I mean, okay. How do I? How do I kind of be nice about this? So no, don't be nice. Um. I mean, first of all, I've seen there's stories of homeless people starting businesses for themselves yeah. and actually bootstrapping themselves they have no no food no shelter the clothing is all, just what they have on them mm -hmm. and they figure out how to bootstrap themselves out of there's kids so last time we were in dc i love this there's kids in dc buying cases of water going on the corner and selling them for a dollar a piece right and i'm like if if you down the street from my house there's people selling flowers on the corner for five bucks yeah. that they probably bought at the the shop for like two bucks each. Yeah, yeah. Like there's ways to create more money if you don't have it. Right. You just have to be creative. And I think that's one of the big things is like, you have to realize that money, the best way to make money is not the way you're used to doing it at a job. That's right. actually the worst, most inefficient way to make money. How so? Um, you're trading your time for dollars okay, right. and you only have 24 hours in a day. So you're capped on how much money you can make. Mm -hmm. Whereas if I want to sell flowers or you know bottles of water, however many bottles of water I can buy is how much I can sell. Right. Like that's, so if I have $5, I'll go buy a case of water that's 24 bottles. I just turn five, $5 into 24 right. and however long it takes me to do that. If right. it takes me 10 minutes, then I just 
you know, right. 5X my money in 10 minutes. Go buy more and do it again. Then I'm gonna take that $24 and I'm gonna go buy, you know, five cases of water right. and I'm gonna go do it again. And then I'm gonna run out of me being able to do it and I'm gonna go cut in some of my friends and say, hey, you get 25 cents for every bottle you sell. Right. So as a, as a consultant, how do we shift that mindset from going from working for dollars then going to create your own? I mean, how do we? Because I'm sure every day you deal with people who have these questions, who, yeah. have, who have these, have, and you got to push them as a consultant. Yeah. So as an expert in your field, how do, how, how, do we, how do we shift that? It's an interesting, like the first, um, it's kind of like going to the gym. So the first part of it is just you have to be willing to be okay with the fact that it's going to be uncomfortable and hurt for a little while. Um, whether it's a day, whether it's a week, whether it's a month, it, it's different for everybody. But for a lot of people, when you get that first big win, like when I started my e-com store, it took me a, a couple of days. Actually, what's funny is my first sale was like, um, it was like a $50 watch that I was selling. Somebody bought two and I was ecstatic. I was like, yes, I, this was like day three or yeah. something like that. I was like, yes, I'm going to make it. Next day, <laughs> the guy who bought it, his dad emailed me saying, hey, he took my credit card and bought these things. Wow. I need a refund. Wow. Thankfully, I hadn't shipped them out yet. Right. And so that was totally deflating. Those right. are the ups and downs you, you're, you need to expect when running a business. Yeah. But the high of getting that sale was like, right. oh, this works. Right. And so you just need to, to find a way to grind out your thing until you get that high of like, holy crap, this works. Right. Um, as even, long as you can prove it to yourself. Even even in that return, you got to sell. So yeah. you are, you prove it can be done, whether it got returned or not, Yep. you prove it can be done. So that high was really a high that you rolled because- It was just proof of concept. It was proof of concept. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, worked. it meant someone was buying something from a store that I just launched yeah. online yeah. that, yeah. from a guy who had never done it before. Yeah. So it was just proof that yes, it actually can work. So then I just kept kept at it. Right. So <clears throat> and then I became addicted, and it was all over. It's, it's, <laughs> it's addicting. It's addicting because I mean, you set your ads, you go to sleep, wake up, and you have money in your account. Yeah. Right. Versus going to a job when you're off, you're off. Yeah. Right. You don't get paid. Um, and it, I can't tell you how great it feels like waking up in the morning and seeing that I from the time I went to sleep to the time I woke up. I made a few thousand dollars in that time frame, and I did nothing. Like I had already done all the work on the front end, yeah. so all the money that was coming in was not new work that I did. It yeah. was just I I was sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> sleeping takes work. Yeah, well, yeah, not, not much. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all about taking action, right? Yeah, it's all about taking action. Action and. I think one of the biggest things people encounter is being uncomfortable. They think being uncomfortable is, is somehow bad or wrong, but being uncomfortable pushes you to your to to your capacity. It pushes you to things that you can't that you otherwise couldn't do. Um, how uncomfortable were you in those early days? Oh man, I was like, Starbucks would taste delicious right now instead of this friggin' stress I'm feeling putting money yeah. into something. I don't know if it's gonna yeah. if it's gonna and work. And now you were Starbucks because you actually you were actually working. Yeah, this right? was this yeah. was during my full time yeah, job. Yeah, like I, I was so I would wake up in the morning and I would work on my business and so my my both my wife and I were employed at this time and she was traveling a lot for work. So I'd wake up in the morning and I'd work on my business for however long I could, go to work, come back home, work on my business some more and then go to sleep I say go to sleep. It wasn't restful sleep. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was still at a job that I was debating whether or not I liked and investing money into something I didn't know if it was going to work. Right. Um, so yeah, it was it was still, it was definitely uncomfortable right. for me. But one of the things, and this is a story I, I don't think I've ever told anybody this story before. So back in the day, when I was a wannabe entrepreneur, um, I got into multi-level marketing right. stuff, um, which by the way is is really a great entry point for a lot of yeah. entrepreneurs. It teaches you a lot of things to do and not to do. But one of the things, this was back in the day before internet and before like when you were just cold contacting people, like are, the Amway days and stuff you, like that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I was when I start, I was like 18 yeah, when yeah, I decided yeah. to like get into MLM. It was more like 22 or whatever. Um, but what it did was, the my coaches and everything in it were 
always pushing me to go talk to new people because back then this is how you got people you know into your MLM and all this kind of stuff so that's what actually taught me how to be comfortable with being uncomfortable um, and it's still something that I have to work on now like I would it's always easier to just live inside your comfort zone but then I think back to like I hated talking to people hate like that was my biggest fear so when in that time of my life I knew it was my biggest fear, so I did everything I could to just go talk to strangers. Mm-hmm. I knew it was my biggest weak point, so I went and I talked to strangers. Yeah. And it actually helped me later with networking and getting to where I am now, because if it weren't for my ability to talk to strangers, then I wouldn't be in the position that I, I'm in now. Yeah, yeah. I always say the um, um, humans are, we are, we are set up for reward systems, yeah. right? Um, and however, the biggest thing that we do is that we constantly seek comfort. We constantly seek, seek things that don't challenge us because you know what? Our, our brains are designed to protect us, yep. right? So so comfort is something that, that we seek, not knowing comfort is something that really destroys our dreams, hopes, and desires, Yeah. right? Um, but I think what people don't understand is like, the, the, the reason the brain seeks out comfort is because it's a very old machine that is working on the fact that you had to run from lions and tigers and bears and you don't have to do that anymore. So if you can like, if you can understand the fact that your brain is actually working on old software and you can install new software, this is something my wife says all the time, like she's constantly installing new software into her brain and then you can overcome that idea of the com- living in comfort is actually a good thing because it's you will never achieve what you actually want in life if you live in comfort. Say it again. <laughs> You're never going to achieve what you want in life if you decide living yeah. in comfort is where you want to be. Yeah, I've never seen anyone do it. Just like I've never seen anyone save their way to being rich. Wow. I've yeah. never seen anyone yeah. get to the life they want by staying inside their comfort zone. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I was taking my daughter to school uh, last week, and she was telling me how she had to run around a track four times, right, for for a mile. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Dad, it's just it's just so hard. I don't want to do it." And I was reminded of a uh, uh, Jim Rohn. So uh-huh. Jim Rohn, one of his favorite quotes that I love is like, "If you do things that are hard, your life will be easy. If you do things that are easy, your life will be hard." So yep. I told her that, and something that she remembers is like, "Hard things make your life easy." Yep. You want, the, you want the easy way out, you like, it's going to be hard. Yeah. So um, when you're consulting people, how much of your time is spent on developing their mindset? Or or, or what, what level are you at? Are you at beginners, intermediate, advanced? Like where are you at? And then the second, second part of the question is that how much time do you spend cultivating their minds? Yeah. So um, I actually, I, I work with quite a few, a wide range. Um, the people that I choose to work with has more to do with when I do a one-on-one call, what I call a discovery call, um, do we click? I, I There is obviously a certain level of income they need to be making in order to reinvest into their business. Right. However, um, it's not like I only work with you know Fortune 500 companies or only work with brand new startups. It's It really just, it's a gut feeling for me because I've realized that throughout my life, my gut actually drives me in a lot of right directions. Right. Um, so that's what I do is I have that discovery call and then I, I choose whether or not to, yeah. to work with those people. So, but it doesn't matter where it's at. Um, for example, today, two different conversations. One is a startup and the other one is a uh, multi-million dollar company. Mm-hmm. Both of them, we were having conversations about um, getting in the mindset of your consumer and understanding how to communicate to them from a marketing perspective. Right. So it doesn't matter how big your company is, you tend to find yourself still needing to go back and relearning those lessons right. of comfort right. and learning those lessons of getting out of your comfort zone. And honestly, once you get to like, once you get to seven figures, it's really easy to just be like, I made it, yeah. I'm done, right. I'm out. And then if you're like me, if you decide that that's what you want to do, something in the back of your head gnaws at you and it's like, Really, you're done. Right. <laughs> you just you just want to be dead right yeah. now. Like yeah. if you're not creating, yeah. then if you're not creating, you're dying. Yeah. Right. Then what are you here for? Are you like here for? if you're on the earth, you're still supposed to be creating more yeah. stuff. I found myself getting comfortable um, at six, seven figures, mm-hmm. um, and then I started watching the show Billions. <laughs> and these guys were talking about 
eight, nine, 10, 11 figures, yeah. right? And it's just amazing what comfort does for you. Yeah. It, 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 it takes so much from you. So this podcast is all about people taking action and, and people getting some, 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 some value. That, you know what, now I can go up, and now I can get ready and go out and launch my business. Right? Yeah. So entrepreneurship comes in different levels, right? Um, when you launch a business, unless you're an anomaly, you're not gonna launch it and be eight figures yeah. the next day. No. So as a consultant, let's walk everybody through the stages that they take to get their business going. You know, you have, you have a new person who, he has a product, he has a brand, he has a service, and he wants to get started. Walk us through the steps that, sure. that you will take somebody through to get their business going. Yeah. Um, the first thing I would I usually tell people is um, I, I need them to realize that you don't need to jump from zero sales to, you know, a thousand, five thousand, ten thousand customers to make a living for yourself. Right. Um, especially if you if you build your your business correctly, depending on what your business is, you for example, as a consultant, like I can live off of having five clients. Yeah. I don't need 5,000 people to be paying me money in order for me to make a good living. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing I, I try to get them to realize because then it calms them down. Right. Um, when you realize that you know you only need 100 customers rather than 100,000 customers, it really takes a lot of weight off of your shoulders and you can actually work inside of, of your gift and your creativity mm-hmm. to be able to produce what you're trying to produce rather than be stressing out and then because usually when you're stressed, you make the wrong decisions. Right. Um, so that's the first thing that I do. Then the next thing I do is we then try to figure out who your target market is. And I don't mean like, oh, I, wanna, I want to advertise to men. That's too broad. Okay. I want to literally, what I usually end up doing is, especially if it's someone who, um, like they went out and they got success for themselves in some way, mm-hmm. I ask them about them. So are you a male? What's your, you know, how old are you? What do you enjoy doing? Are you, do you nerd out about something in spe- specifically like football or tennis or something like that? And I'll literally have them and I'll help them go find people like themselves as closely as possible. Cause all you're looking for is just 25 to 50 people initially who are like you out in the world. And there's so many different ways that you can do this. Literally, you could open Instagram or TikTok right now and you can find one person who has access to a thousand, five thousand, ten thousand people just like you Mm -hmm. and you watch them on a daily basis and you're just not thinking about the fact that if you talk to them and ask them to present your story to other people and how you can help them, that you meet like that one person could connect you to everyone you ever needed to have a thriving business. Um, so that's really step one. It's just who who you're trying to really talk to and te- and you know help them create and grow, and um, know your customer basically. Yeah. Or find your customer. Yeah, and have a realistic view of like, oh, I don't need a hundred thousand customers right. immediately. Right. All I need is twenty five, right, fifty. Okay. Small successes are what build into bigger things. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So my product is um, weight loss. Okay. Right. So weight loss, I go out and find people. Well, let's let's kind of role play this. Maybe this will get to where you're going. Okay. So you let's say you went through this, um, you know, big change and revelation where you did certain things. Mm-hmm that helped you get from you know some sort of health position you were in to the health position you're right. in now, you're healthier now. Mm-hmm. So what I would do is I would then say, okay, you're a guy, mm-hmm. how old are you? And you would tell me, I don't know if you want to tell me on, you know. 46. Okay, um, so immediately I'm, I'm excluding anyone under 35. Okay. Because they're probably not gonna to relate to you as much. They're not on the same point. When I was 23, I could eat whatever I wanted. Right. I could sleep anywhere. No. If I don't sleep in a nice bed now, my back hurts. Yeah. Like, it, I'm not that old. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm bougie when it comes to bed, okay? Um, so it's, it, that's the first question is, and then it would be like, what are you, on your day-to-day basis, when you're not thinking about actively doing something, what are you looking at? Like, when you first open your phone, what's your first app you go to? Okay. Who do you follow on that app? Um, when you're watching TV, what shows are you watching? 
Um, when you're not working, what are you doing? How are you spending your time? When you consider it fun time, what are you doing while you're having fun? Okay. And so we'll take all that information and then we'll go find where your audience is. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, okay. wherever. Okay. And then all I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you on camera to tell me how you got from where you were to where you are now. So is the reason that you mimic someone like you is because you have the same desires as, as, as they do? So why mimic who you are? Because you know that this was my journey. I went through this. So you look for people who have the same mindset? Yeah, where you're really looking for people who can take the same journey. Okay. It's easiest, so if I, if I walk through a minefield, the easiest thing for me to do is to help other people trying to walk through that same minefield right. Right. versus trying to go find people who are trying to go through their own minefield and help them kind of second, kind of guess their right. way through it. Right, right. And that's the easiest place to start. Right. So then my question would be to you is like, you know, you know, Matt, I'm not an expert, right? I mean, why are they going to listen to me? You know, I'm not an expert. Um, you ever give your friend advice on something? Yeah. Did they take the advice? They take the advice. That's why. Okay. That's it. Don't overthink the whole expert thing. Don't overthink the I I don't know enough. Don't it's literally you're finding new friends to tell them what to yeah, do. Yeah. Like, like what you did. Not even tell them what to do, what you did to get your success. Right. And in order to make sure that you can quit your job to help them do it, they need right. to pay you. Right. That's so, it. So have, having, having a degree or a certification or whatever. I'm a college whatever. dropout. Right. I, the highest thing I have is a high school diploma. Right. Um, I've got some certifications. I'm, I'm licensed to um, trade stocks and things like that. Like all of this stuff happened after I dropped out of college. Right. I was the fastest growing new um, new recruit for an investment company mm -hmm. and had no I the test that you have to pass for that I passed the first time around like I had no reason to be in that room and became yeah. the fastest because I just thought differently than the people in that room yeah. Yeah. that's all that matters so even even though you're certified you got some certificates it's like how many people actually asked to see that from you like no uh, one has ever yeah exactly. no one no yeah. one has ever asked yeah. to see and again I go back to the friend thing how many friends are like wait a minute you lost 75 pounds let me right. see your certification for your right. board certification for being a health consultant right. Right. like no one asked for that yeah. and that's who you're looking for to work with or yeah. people that you could be friends with that's all like if you just affect a community that you can hang out with day in and day out, yeah. Yeah. then you've done enough, A, in your life to quit your job mm -hmm. and to create a profitable business, and B, to actually have a positive effect on the world around you. Yeah. And those are the only two things you're here to do yeah, in life. It. Yeah. I tell people all the time, like, your life experience, that's your certification. That's your diploma. Yeah. That's, your, that's your master's degree, right? because you've, you've been through it. Getting things like, like, like college, and it's, it's good, but it's all a theory. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not real world because back in the day I went to film school right mm -hmm. just to learn how to, how to make movies and I was frustrated because I was learning so much but I wasn't actually doing it so I actually quit and yeah. just went out there and just started, started making them on my own and that's where I found success so your life experience is your degree yeah right now let me let me interject real quick for those of you out there who want to be like a nurse or a doctor please don't just go out <laughs> testing things exactly. on people like exactly. yeah. there's a there's a place yeah. for college right it just depends on what you're trying to do with your yeah. life because if you're a doctor i will ask you for your yeah <laughs> if you're trying to cut me open we're gonna have a conversation right. exactly. first like exactly. i want to know yeah. that right. someone said that that's right. okay for you to do it yeah well as far as your like your, your weight loss teaching people how you got to eight figures yeah. teach people how you started with like five bucks a day that's just simple experience, yep. right? This is what I did. Here's a roadmap. Now follow it. Like you said, you follow it step by step, and then it got you to your success. Yep. So, but first again, it's, it's just taking an action and doing it, right? Yeah. So we found we found the audience. Now next is what? Next is figuring out how to um, your first steps to scaling. So, for example, hopefully by this time, um, if you found your audience, you found at a very cheap rate, whether it's you know your Starbucks money or even for free just by reaching out to some influencers on TikTok or Instagram or whatever, 
hopefully you've started ha- seeing some income come in because you have, you know, maybe maybe it's only just five new clients that you got just from organically reaching out to people. But that's money coming in and it's proof of concept. Yeah. It's proof that this works. So then what I usually recommend is you then take the money that you have coming in and you put it into paid advertising so that way you can amplify your voice because then you can force these advert these ad platforms to put your message in front of more of the same people i'm not asking you to change who your target market is all i want to do is take more control over how many of them see your face right um so that would be the next step past the the cheap way of getting people in front of people um and the faster you can get there, the faster you can spread spread your message. Right. Um, if you already have, you know, ten grand that you can drop on ads immediately, then sure, let's jump straight to that. But if you're bootstrapping like most people are, and you're doing the the Starbucks money thing, then you know that's the better that's the way that I would do it. Is your second step is now let's put the money you made into paid advertising, get your voice out to more people, and and start that snowball. Yeah. It's amazing what happens when you when you just spend a little money a little money a day just getting your face out there. Because mm-hmm. I believe the biggest problem to be success success is obscurity. No one knows who you are. Yeah. Right. And then once people know who you are, they start following you and liking and loving you. And then that's when you start making sales. Yeah. Right. So talk to me about sales. Um, people hate to be sold but love to buy. <laughs> right. Yeah. So how do you how do you walk someone through? The selling process is—is is it sell, 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 or talk to me about, about yeah. that process? So um, there's a couple different perspectives that I've learned throughout my life because um, I've worked with door-to-door sales, I've worked with MLMs, I work with you know all this kind of stuff. So um, I like to give the example of what happens when I'm on a discovery call when someone's thinking about working with me, and I'm thinking about working with them. Literally, what I do is we sit down and I just try to dig into what their business looks like right now, and then. Um, once I kind of get an idea of where they're at and where they're trying to go, literally this is what I say. I say, this is what I would do if I were you. Mm-hmm. And I lay out a, like the next step of what I would do. And then one of three things tends to happen. One is they say, okay, thank you, and they go implement or do nothing. I don't know. I just never hear from them again. Right, right. Two, which... Thankfully, with the people I talk to, it doesn't actually happen often. Um, Two is they say thank you, they go and they implement, and they're successful. And I hear about it later, either because they come back and they thank me for the information, or they come back and become clients. Or three is they say, oh crap, you're right, Um, maybe we should bring you on and have you guide us past that next step. And they become clients immediately. Okay. So I, I don't sell people on anything. I just literally show them how I can help them and then let them make the decision. Okay. So if you're, let's go to the weight loss thing. If, if someone's saying, hey, these are all the things that I've tried for weight loss and, and you can say, okay, well, this is what worked for me and I'd like to help you along the way, just be there for them and tell them how you would do it if you were them mm-hmm. then chances are they're going to see that you're genuine and you're not just trying to sell them right. most people who ask me what i charge like i don't you i don't open that conversation right. they ask me right. how much will you charge me to come do this right. Th- that's the kind of where i like to be in the conversation right. is <clears throat> if if you really want to work with me you're going to ask me how much how much you want to pay right. me and do they ask you before the conversation or after the conversation or, or during? Usually it's after. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Usually it's, okay, I'm realizing that you are the person we need. Right. How much will it cost to have you? Right. And for those of you, like, it kind of gives you the ability to, to let them sample how good you really are. Yeah. Um, and if they sample how good you are, you can usually charge more. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Not to mention it helps, you know, figure out if it's a good fit. Because yeah. there are people I tell no because I don't think we're a good fit. Like right. we'll have a 30 minute to an hour long discovery call and I'll hopefully I've helped them. But then I'll go to my wife and I'm like, hey, I'll talk it through with her. Yeah. 
And she's like, what does your gut say? And I'm like, my gut says that would be a bad relationship. Yeah. And she's like, okay, well, then there's your answer. And I'm like, yeah. all right, cool. Yeah. I yeah. Twice in my life have I not listened to my gut, and it ended horribly. <laughs> horribly. Your gut does not lie to you. It does not. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's don't don't sell. Just just go in wanting to help the person, yeah. and they're going to ask you how to how to pay you. Yeah. Yeah, and, and in my experience, when I was heavy in sales, if the conversation started off like, Tell me how much, how much you charge. I knew it wouldn't end well because I'm, I'm like, well, I can tell you right now, but if there's no value in it for you, if it's a dollar, you ain't buying it, yeah. right? So let's talk about what your needs are first, yep. about how I can help you, and then we'll talk about pricing because it's ten, it's ten grand. Well, yeah, yeah. When I when I jump <clears throat> on conversations with people, it's usually we open the conversation. Um, with a little small talk, you know, yeah. where do you live? Because you know it's Zoom calls a lot nowadays. Yeah. So, um, where do you live? You know, weather, kids, whatever, yeah. like small talk, whatever comes up. Um, and then I will ask the first question of, okay, can you tell me where you're at and where you're trying to go? Yeah. And that opens the door away from money and towards solutions. Yeah. And if you talk solutions and they can see you have solutions they're going to want to give you money. Right. Doesn't matter the industry. Right. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it, it's important, and that's a good sales tip, it's like you focus on the outcome, mm-hmm. right? The outcome is what's important. Yeah. Not the in-between, not the, it's like, talk to people about the outcome. Yeah. And you find their problem, you find a solution, that's where you make money. Yep. Right? And literally, <clears throat> if you notice, the first question I asked was, where are you at and where are you trying to go? Yeah. I'm literally asking them, What's your problem and what's the ideal solution you're looking for? Right, I just right. said it in a different way. Right. And it, the entire conversation becomes, okay, well, here's how we're going to solve that. Right. And the entire conversation is a sales pitch without it feeling like a sales pitch. Right. I love it. So you're just having conversations? Yeah. Like we're having? Yep. <laughs> awesome. I don't pitch anything right. anymore. That's right. too much energy and yeah. not enough result. Amen. And then people can actually feel the energy. Yeah. Right? If you're pitching like, this dude's trying to sell me. It's yep. like, you know, I'm done. Having conversations is like that's that's how the biggest salesmen in the world crack the records, break the records, set records, whatever. It's just having conversations. It's right? also how you sell higher ticket. Right, right. Because people have have to know you, love you, and trust yeah. you. Because are they buying your product or are they buying you? Every time they're buying me. Exactly. Every time. Exactly. Exactly. And that's again with the fitness example. That's what they're going to buy. Is they're going to buy you being in your story and then you being invested in their story. Right. Yep. Yep. So um, I have my brand is, is fitness. You know, I have people that I want to target. I know my audience. Website platform, like, where do I put my information? I mean, it has to be, be more than just Facebook and IG, right? So once sure. I want to make a sale, where do I send them to go learn more about me to buy my product? Talk to me about platforms. Okay. Um, so first contact about ad platforms has to do a lot with like where I ask people that first question of when you open your phone what's the first app you go right. to usually people say either Facebook Instagram YouTube or now TikTok right. so then I ask them what their organic presence is on any of those mm-hmm. and whatever it doesn't matter how big it is wherever it is that they feel comfortable Twitter doesn't matter right. that's where I say okay let's work on making sure that you're consistently posting to that and let's see if we can capitalize on that as your ad platform because people can then just go see who you are. If, you have, if you've never been on Twitter and you go post on Twitter, people are, are rarely gonna buy because you don't have any organic presence right, on Twitter. Right. Um, so that's the first step is let's find the appropriate ad platform for you based on how you live your life, what you're comfortable with, where you already have content, stuff like that. Um, the next step is now let's try to figure out based on the business that you're trying to set up which type of you know platform you're trying to sell so for example if you're trying to sell um some sort of coaching program i usually send i usually have people get like a click funnels account so that way they can easily set up just a sales funnel mm-hmm. you drop people in there from your ad they can it's pretty straightforward if you're setting up like if you're doing supplements or you're doing we're going to stick with the health niche you're doing supplements or you're doing um shake mixes or you're doing something like that Mm -hmm. i usually drop them over to shopify because it's simple if you what i always do is i find the simplest answer to whatever the next step is 
And so far, those are the main two platforms that I send people to. Sometimes the simplest answer is, if you have the money for it, hire someone else to go build it out, tell them how you want it to run, and then just drive people there. Right. And when you say simple, you mean simple because if you don't have the money to go pay somebody, these platforms are like plug and play. Exactly. Right? Yep. You, you can have something up and running in like an hour. Yeah. Right. If that. Yeah. So there's no excuse. Yeah. There's, to, and they all like for everything we're talking about. So, for example, if you went and ran Facebook ads and then you sent them to, let's say, a, a ClickFunnels account or Shopify or whatever. Um, all of those, Facebook won't charge you until you spend 50 bucks usually. Right. And ClickFunnels and Shopify give you, I think they both give you 14-day trials or 30-day trials. I, it depends on what's going on in the ClickFunnels time. ClickFunnels for now 30 days, Shopify is like 14 days. Uh, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. So when you, so you literally do not spend money for your first $50 worth right. of traffic. Right. So if like if you if you spent ten dollars a day you got five days worth of free traffic right not having to pay for facebook ads by the way instagram facebook same thing right. facebook ads instagram ads whatever and not having to pay for the platforms right. on which you're going to make money right i mean you could literally make money in the first five days and not have spent a dime wow if you have it all planned out the right way you and you line it up and you time it which isn't hard yeah yeah. You can make money without having spent a dime in your first, you know, five days. Wow. <coughs> Good swig. Good idea. <laughs> so Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, they're, they're all content-based platforms, mm-hmm. right? In your experience, how important has how important is it for your clients to create content in their business? Con- um, having content on your ideal platform just makes your life so much easier. Yeah. Like, um, the majority of people, when they see your ad, they're probably going to want to know something about you. Yeah. So they're going to hunt you down in some way, shape, or form. Um, depending on the platform, some are more aggressive than others. Mm-hmm. For example, like... Facebook tends to be a little less aggressive, Facebook and Instagram, with trying to hunt you down. Instagram is a little more aggressive than Facebook. But you jump over to like Twitter or heaven forbid Reddit. Like if you have, if you try to advertise on Reddit, you better have like two years worth of backlog of content. Like they are very, they want to know that you know what you're talking about. Um, Twitter, kind of the same thing. They want, they're going to go research you. LinkedIn, same thing. They're going to want proof that you know what you're talking about before they commit to you. Which is why these are higher dollar places. Right. I, I work with some um, investor groups that Twitter is one of the better places to market because there's a lot of um, crypto people yeah. on Twitter that are just you know sharing ideas and things like that. Uh, Reddit, same thing. So um, it, having that content just makes it so much easier for your content to sell you after they've seen yeah. you. That's so true. I mean, I tell people the same thing. It's like content is is what you want to be doing for your business because it's going to grow your business, yeah. right? It definitely is. I get pushback on that. And the pushback is like, well, everybody is doing the same thing. Everybody is creating the same content. <laughs> um, I'm like, you know, you're right because your your idea, my, my name for weight loss, it's not original, yeah. right? It, it's, it's not the first time anybody thought about teaching weight loss. So I tell people is that if you have a million people doing doing content on on uh, weight loss, those million people are probably just doing one video every six months or a year, right? Sure. So there's a, a bunch of noise mm-hmm. down here, right? And it's like, well, how can I compete with everything with everybody else? My first thing is like, you don't you don't compete, you create, mm-hmm. right? If you create, you're putting yourself above competition. And the second thing is like, if if they're doing a video once a month, once a quarter, once a year, then you be more consistent, yeah. right? You be more consistent, and you stand you stand above all that noise, right? So yeah, it's about being consistent. Depending on the platform, like the if you're doing it right, depending on the platform, the least you should be posting is once a week, and that's on YouTube. Yeah. 
That's the least. Yeah. Like every other platform, you should be posting every day yeah. if you want. If content is where you want to drive things. The other thing is, um, but damn, man, that's just too much. Once a day, that's a, that's, a, that's you, a lot. You already go on Facebook once a day. You might right. as well just type a few words out. Right. Hey guys, I'm feeling this way today. Right. Right. So here's the, and that leads me to my other piece. Like, yeah, sure, a million other people are doing weight loss. Ha, find the one person that has your story. Mm. Out of those million, find the one right. that has that's your, your same name, mm -hmm. came from the same place you did, looks the same, same age, same gender, same everything. Because what people don't realize, again, this goes back to what you're not, what people don't realize is that you only need 25 to 50 people who relate to you. Yeah. And that's your business because yeah. then it can snowball from there. Yeah. You don't need to outsell someone who isn't even targeting your niche. Yeah. The the people on Beachbody, I'm sorry, <laughs> they don't have the same niche yeah, as you would right. putting your stuff right. out there. Right. It's not the same. Right. So that's why you have to stop thinking like a million people have are already putting content out there. Okay, but how many are you? Right. They can't put your content out and you're going to grab your own personal. Yeah. People are going to gravitate to you right. because they relate to you. And out of that million, I would say 80%, they put product first over people. Yep. Right? You reverse that. Yep. Put people first and then people will buy your product. Yeah. your right. story. If you tell your story, your story will lead to them paying you for something. Right. Right. Just tell them how you got to where you are. Spend, you know... Spend the, your first two weeks of content just telling them who you are, how you got to where you are, and then start, you know, hey, if you want help, yeah. you know, yeah. DM me, whatever. Yeah. When I talked about, um, you know, how tough it is to post, post every day, I, of course, I was always joking. Yeah. Um, I went to a seminar years back, and it was on, it was on eBay. Mm -hmm. right? And someone asked the instructor, <clears throat> she said, well, I mean, it's a lot to, 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 to sell a product on eBay, pack it up, tape it. And go to the post office. That's that's a lot. His response was, "We either go to the post office or go to work." Yep. Which one? Yep. Right. And the, the same thing with content. It's like, would you rather create content and get paid for it, or go back to a job you hate? Yeah. And most people, most people can't. They they lose a correlation between. Well, I'm not making money right now. Mm -hmm. Right. Um. Back in the day, I used to sell merchant services, mm -hmm. credit card machines, yep. and. My mentor, uh, she says, well, you know what, right now, you're making no money, right? Because it was straight commission. And she said, well, well, we were doing walk-ins and door knocking. Mm -hmm. if, if you, if, if 10 walk-ins a day got you 100, 100K a year, would you do it? I'm like, heck yeah. Well, act as if. Act as if that right now you do 10 walk-ins a day and yep. eventually you'll get your 100K. Yep. Same thing with your posts. It's like, how many posts do you have to do to get to 100K a year? How many? Yeah. All right? And if you do that now, then eventually you will get there. Yeah. Right? It's, 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 my point is like, act as if it's already here. Don't wait. Well, I'll move when I have money. No, you move now, then you will get money. Yeah. Right? If you ask, so people who make money where their primary source of income or a significant source of income is their content, if you ask them how long it took for them to go from zero to getting paid, none of them are going to be like, oh, it was my first video. Right. No. As a matter of fact, most of them, if you, if you can find their first video, because right. some of them delete them after they've made a right. name for themselves, right. if you can find their first video, they it is cringy. Right. Like when I watch some people's... Uh, <laughs> So, Russell, I don't know if you've seen Russell Brunson's, like, first pitch in front of a room. No, I didn't. I think it's on YouTube now. Okay. <laughs> if you, like, go search his first pitch in front of a room. It is the funniest, like, you feel so bad for this kid standing in the front of this room. By the way, Russell always looks like a kid, so yeah, it's kind of hard yeah, to yeah. gauge how old he is. Yeah. Um, but you feel so bad for him. It's horrible. Right. But you, comp and this was when he was making nothing. And, but he kept going and kept going and kept doing right. it. And, you know, he he definitely is not hurting for money right, right. now. Same, everyone is the same way. Yeah. Their first, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 videos, 20 posts are horrible yeah. because yeah. you're trying to find your voice. Yeah. You're trying to figure out, you know, yeah. what it is that you're, find your comfort zone in regard to who you are. Yeah. 
because that's the important part to find where you're comfortable is like yeah. who am I really and how am I going to show people who I am really yeah and that just goes back to being consistent in your pursuit um, I tell people often have have no zero days have not one day go by where you're not doing something for your business yeah. something for yourself right those zero days will will sometimes depress you where, where you well I'm I'm playing video games, you know, I'm watching TV, I'm doing something other than pushing my business. So have no zero days. Yeah. Right. Um, now and what's interesting is like, you know, I was I was listening to a um, another person who's a eight figure, just sold controlling interest in his company for forty five million dollars. Like I was listening to him today and he was like a, a no zero day doesn't mean you packed your, your day full of stuff. Right. A no zero day means you figured out what your priority is mm-hmm. for the day mm-hmm. and you did it. Love it. Sometimes your priority is, all right, I've plateaued mm-hmm. or I've hit a wall or whatever and I need to I need to pay attention to nothing so my brain can have space to work on this problem. Right. And that's that's still a, a non-zero day that's a day right, where right. literally you you committed your creativity to figuring out how to solve this next problem that you have right that still counts as it's not task getting checked off it's you you prioritize the thing that's yeah. the next big step yeah. and you did it yeah yeah I've, I've definitely seen the importance of having consultants having mentors in my life um and not being afraid to actually open your wallet, pull out your debit card, credit card, and pay for it. Mm-hmm. Because I can tell you, I've returned probably seven, eight times more than I, than I put in because like, oh, yeah. you need those people in your, you need that support. Yeah. Right? So even though you are a consultant, you have consultants in oh, your yeah. life. Right? Yeah. So talk to me about uh, about the, how, how important it is a mentor in your life. Well, Actually, what's funny, the kind of my first epiphany of that concept goes back to, uh, so the when Jonathan and I had gone to um, this e-commerce pros yeah. event and we realized that we had like out-earned everybody there already, it was, it was funny because like I didn't need to go to that. He had given me everything. I had already made, right. uh, I don't know, a quarter of a million dollars right. in revenue from the... I think it was a thousand dollar course. Right. I had already made that much return on what he had given me. I went so I could get around him more because right. if a thousand dollars made me a quarter of a million, right. this thirty five hundred dollars or whatever it was that I was paying to be there face to face with him was definitely it had already paid for itself. Like I had already made ten x what it was going to cost me to show up. Yeah. Um, if you you need to to walk into a situation, whether it's a consultant, a coach, software, whatever, you need to walk into a situation of, um, will this? Will I be willing to take this money that I'm investing and take what they're giving me and use it to make 10 times what I invested? Because mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you now, most of the people who complain that what they invested into somebody is not what they got back, right. is usually because they didn't actually act on the things that they gave them. Right. Um, it's one of the things that a lot of consultants get frustrated by. It's one of the things right. there's, there's, I actually wrestled with myself over the last few months where I wanted to create an agency that was literally, I will just do your entire marketing yeah. because I kept running into people who wouldn't take action and I just wanted to take action right. for them. And then I finally realized <laughs> I can't do that. I can't right. like, if I want to do that, my life will be miserable. Right. So I just have to be okay with the fact that some people are going to act and some people aren't. And if you're thinking about getting a consultant or a coach, it should return you 10 to 25 times what you're investing. And I'm going to tell you now, if it doesn't, it's probably your own fault. Right, right. And um, most people, they take action, but with the the result that I'm going to fail, right? Because so I'm going to pay Matt $10,000 for consulting, but what if it doesn't work? And what if I lose money? Right, so you're already expecting to fail and not be successful instead of going, you know what, this is going to be an investment. Mm -hmm. Either way, I'm investing in myself, yep. Right, either way, I'm investing, so I'm gonna take this and I'm gonna learn and grow and be successful. Yeah, so if you go in with the mentality of success and abundance, then most likely you'll hit that, yeah, right. 
So um, where do we find you if we need you? Oh, man. Um, Not if, when we need you. So matthagberg.com is my website. Um, I try to make it as simple for everybody as possible. <laughs> um, I'm on Facebook, Matthew Ryan. I'm on Instagram at Matt Hagberg. Those are the two best places. Um, I tend to shy away from video, so like I'm not on YouTube. Yeah. Um, you are now. Uh, yeah. Well, what's <laughs> funny is my wife's like, you need to do more video. Yeah. And I'm like, I just, I listen to my own voice, yeah. and I'm like, if that's what I sound like, yeah. I would not listen to me. But that's another yeah. example of like, you, everybody's just their, their biggest critic, yeah. and you just have to get comfortable with, yeah. this is why I like podcasts, because yeah. I'm comfortable with having yeah. conversations yeah. about yeah. stuff. Yeah. Rather than you, speaking to a video. You have to operate within your, your DNA. I mean, yeah. everyone doesn't like video, you know, or written or audio. It's like you do what makes you comfortable, right? Yeah. A lot of people hate being on video, hate speaking, but they love blogging and typing, yeah. right? So content is not just video or audio. It's a variety yeah. of different things that you can do. Well, not only that, like I don't like video, but I don't like talking to a camera. Yeah, I care, like these things being here, I care less <laughs> yeah. because we're in a conversation. Yeah, right, like I have... Right. I like having conversations with people right. and just nerding out on things that yeah. I enjoy, yeah. which marketing business is one of the things yeah. I like. I enjoy. Yeah. Um, the fact there's a camera there has no bearing on me at all right. whatsoever. Right. Because uh, it's just another day of me nerding out on things Love I it. like to do. Yeah. And this is you every day. I can I can attest to that. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah. I can My wife that. can attest to that yeah. too. Yeah. Amen to that. She's like, can we talk about something else now? Yes. I'm like, fine. All right. So. Um, Give us three action steps that we can take right Oof. now to just get to barbering, right. get going. Um, yeah, three Let, steps. All right. So if you if you're thinking if you have a story or you're thinking about launching something, here's your three action steps. Action step number one: um, go find someone else who's done something similar to what you're thinking about doing, and try to figure out how to learn from them whether it's consuming their content, because they've probably done that, right. um, or buying a course for them or whatever the case may be. Step two is um, go find where the people like you already spend their attention. Mm -hmm. TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Just go out there and find where people are already spending their, their attention who are like you, which is probably already where you're spending your attention. Um, and then the third one would be um, Find a way to create, just create one piece of content for the next week. Every, once a day, every day, just create a piece of content. You can even mix it up to, to start figuring out what you're comfortable with. Try writing a post or writing, you know, next day do a blog, next day do a video, mm -hmm. next day sit in front of a camera with your friend who likes talking to you about the weight that you lost or whatever the case may be. Try something different for seven days, see what you feel most comfortable with and what you find excitement in, and then use that thing as your thing to move forward. Um, those would be the three action steps, okay. I would say. So it comes down to just taking massive action. Yeah. Right? That's it. Not even massive. Just, just consistent. Right? Yeah. Just, I mean, these yeah, are just like small that. things. Just consistent action. Yeah. yeah. These yeah, are just like small that. things. Okay. Like writing a three sentence post that actually like talks about who you really are, yeah, yeah, yeah. that means a lot to a lot of people. And we don't always realize that that means so much to people and they, they're getting something out of it because most people don't comment on yeah. it. Yeah. But there, it is, like your story is can affect people. And even if it's just one person, that one person ripples out to more people and ripples out. Like if you, yeah. if you have a weight loss story and you shared it with one person who was able to turn their life around yeah. and they added 15 years on their life and were able to see their grandchildren because of you or their great grandchildren because of you, isn't that enough to put your your yeah. message out there? And they're gonna go tell people who are gonna tell people. Yeah. I mean, that's that's your business right there. Yeah. That's that's the twenty five that you're looking for. That's the twenty five you're right. looking for. That's it. You find twenty five people <clears throat> like that and they go talking about you, you can't help but get business. Right. So there's been some some absolute bombs. You know, <laughs> absolute bombs. So any anything else for us in closing? Man, I don't know. I honestly, I would just leave it at the you know take yeah. take, action, take action, take consistent action. I like the you know no zero days. Yeah. Like yeah. even yeah. if it's a small thing, okay. just do something for your business. Okay. Um, and if you have a job right now, I have been there. I've done the have a job still work my business. Yeah. Do something for your business because if you can stay consistent, it'll snowball and yeah. you can have your business. Mm -hmm. 
be your job. Okay. Get rid of your job and work on your business. Well, I thank you for coming. You're welcome anytime. <laughs> to the, uh, I always have fun. To this set. So uh, thank you again for coming. And, you know, and we're going to take these steps. We're going to take some action. We're going to build some businesses. And we're going to continue to create. Love it. Thank you, brother. Yeah. All right. Thanks. So we all have dreams. We all have goals. We all have desires. For me, Matt's biggest thing was taking action. Taking action on what you want to do. Have no zero days. And just, just take small steps. So I always ask you, ask you guys, what are you doing to make sure your dreams come true? What are you doing to put your family in a different position? What are you doing? So ask yourself that question and then take that question and then turn that question into activity, into action. Not massive action, but just consistent action. Start with consistency and then move from there, all right? As always, if you need help with your business, talk to us, reach out. We'll be happy to help you start your business. Now, as a special gift to you guys, I have a course on how you can make 10,000 bucks a month starting today. It's a challenge, right? So join the challenge. The link is in the bio. Join the challenge and, and let us show you how you can start to make 10,000 bucks per month for you and your family.